Transplanter RPG is proudly sponsored by at Dimitri Opines on Twitter. That is at D-M-I-T-R-Y-O-P-I-N-E-S. And Explain Trade, a negotiation skills training consultancy believing in the power of D&D and Transplaner's potential to grow, tell great stories, and lift up our community. Explain Trade trains negotiators for governments, big companies, NGOs, and offers e-learning courses for individuals looking to get a better deal from their boss. Level up your charisma score and check out explaintrade.com. Hey there, thank you for tuning in to Trans Planar RPG. We are an all transgender, people of color led, 100% homebrew, Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition live streamed actual play campaign set in an original non colonial anti orientalist world. I am your game master, Connie, my pronouns are they, he, and she, and my cast is as follows. C. Thomas plays Oka Hien, an Osamar bloodhunter. Lyra Olsen plays Manaya Wairua, a half-orc fighter and warlock. Max Guo plays Dewey Quirk, an Aarakocra artificer. Erica Flaidlin plays V. Sherzo, an elf sorcerer. Hamna Shahid plays Jaron Kader, a dragonborn rogue. Dare Hickman plays Gentle, a triton monk. Quinn B. Rodriguez plays Sitlali, a changeling cleric. And Austin Knight plays Abiku Ishtar, a reborn goliath ranger. So, with that out of the way, here are the content warnings for this episode. Content warnings for this episode include fantasy violence, blood and bloodletting, heights, falling, vast and unknowable depths, and complex and complicated relationships. Arc 5, Episode 2 Unbreakable Dawn Mounting in Your Throat from On Earth Were Briefly Gorgeous by Ocean Vuong. The morning dawns gray and cold. Dr. Aluso's cottage huddles on a cliff's edge, cradled in day-spring mist. Yawning black and grim beyond the wooden fence, we see the Euclid chasm, a caligonous wound carved into the rocky flesh of the Badlands. Wind whistles through craggy openings. Water gurgles down wet threads of silt. A sea of fog obscures the abyssal depths of the chasm, the eastern side unperceivable, swallowed by miles of mist and fog and endless horizon. Behind the barn, tucked within an overgrown garden, we see a freshly carved teleportation circle a raised dais of stone brimming with arcane sigils. The symbols still smolder with magic from recent use, the remnants of the hound's presence lingering in the air. Walking up to the circle, leaving muddied tracks in last night's snow, are Costas and Vosca, the former swaddled in thick furs and leather, the latter wearing little more than an open tunic and silk pants. They converse in low, hushed tones. Costas leans away from Vasca to peer up at the cottage, where we see Dr. Aluso bustling in and out of their home, tramping frozen mud over their front porch, ferrying belongings from living room to outdoor yard. A length of rope, a yard of parchment, quills and inks and gems and scrolls and bowls. Her breath comes out in thick, opaque clouds as she breathes in the frosty morning air. His blonde hair is ruffled, his smooth brow knotted. 
They're currently helping the four of you gather your things for the journey east. Dewey, V, Manaya, and Abiku. And speaking of which, why don't each of you tell me how you're getting ready to go to Kirtal, starting with Dewey? Um, I think the past couple days, Dewey has frantically been trying to get ready for this um, gargantuan task he's about to take on. And so he's been uh, furiously going over research notes, um, books in Dr. Lusso's uh, room, and he's also been like prepping like strips of dried fish and vegetables for the trip. Uh, he's been, I think, lifting a little bit um, <laughs> fruitlessly, uh, like heavy books or something, and spending long nights just like staring at the cattle and the livestock in the barn, uh, getting ready for the herding or whatever. Um, all of this in like a very like frantic, panicked mode. Um, it's not super productive, but that's what Do he's Dewey, that's amazing. I need you to make a athletics check for me just to see how your lifting adventures go. First you off, just want to know about the lifting. Huh? I want to know about the lifting with the books. <laughs> I got a six. <laughs> I think there's like, like we cut in during this montage of you just like trying to like squat with these like really heavy books like in your feathered hands, and then like you you feel like a shadow like fall over you in like the room in the barn that you're staying up in the hayloft, and then you hear a familiar voice go, "Dewey, what are you doing?" And Rev is just sort of silhouetted. <laughs> against the doorframe staring at you struggling with like 30 pounds of books Dewey drops the books and they scatter to the floor and it's uh it's loud and all the animals downstairs get spooked are you what is this I was just moving my books you want to hinge at the hips not at the knees here and Rev steps forward and like collects the books with like a single hand and like with like a single hand lifts lifts up this entire thing you'd been struggling to lift and like plops it back in your in your uh, arms. Come on. Oof. Activate at the butt like you're trying to sit down or something. What does that what does that mean? Activate your glutes, Dewey. <laughs> do you want do you want the god shard of Galtango or not? Now squeeze your ass. <laughs> uh, and I. <laughs> I think we cut over now uh, to let's go to uh, let's go to V in terms of how you're getting ready. Um, v the the last couple of days, I mean, it's mostly just checking on gear, and I think there's a primary two V's that you see as in this preparation. You see V who is like very googly eyed at Rev, and like whenever they're kind of together, there's an extra pep in V step. Uh, they said, you know, she kind of smiles a lot at Rev and uh, kind of melts every time she's in front of Rev. And then there's also the V you see sort of like she finds alone time away from everybody. Maybe like when everyone else is away from the loft, you see her on top of the loft, legs dangling over, checking her journal, working on some documents that she's keeping in her journal. And um, kind of back to emo V where it's like you just see her looking out on the horizon a lot and like just looking like knowing hey this could be like the last time i look at this specific horizon and uh just feeling a little bit morose for herself mm, i really like that yeah we just sort of like see a montage of v in the loft with our journal snuggled up with rev you know maybe also interacting with the other characters here but like this like i think like grim mood just sort of like suffuses it's sort of like this undercurrent that is that tracks you in every single scene almost like a 
like a cloud or, or some sort of uh, heaviness stitched into where you came undone and where Scott and Nectus tried to pull you back together. Your skin prickles with unease and gloom. Uh, and I think as we move away from like V, like you packing your bag, I think like at the front porch of Dr. Lusso's, we're going to pan over to Manaya. We find Manaya fending off her parents, specifically her father, who is trying to make sure her hair is all nice and redone in those long, beautiful braids we saw in Arc 1, making sure her new coat is covering off of her body and not going to tear itself apart at the seams. But by tear itself apart, I really mean Manaya tear it apart like she did also back in Arc 1. And just like it was, it's long and dark brown, reaching to the floor, but this time with... Uh, some more intricate designs inspired not only by Wuhan uh, culture, but a little bit with Jukon culture. There are some hints of the leaf cape that she previously wore being sewn into the leather in different parts. Um, Self-same armor crawling over her body underneath. And as she's packing her bags and making sure that uh, she has everything, she's like... Father, father, dad, please, I, everything's fine. I know, I know you're worried, but remember what we talked about. I can take care of myself. Your father, I think this conversation is happening outside the shack that he and Kahailani built like behind Dr. Aluso's cottage that wasn't there before, right? Like this is the first time seeing this shack. It's like a little, it's a little love shack is what Kahailani calls it in like these booming, humorous, boisterous tones. And Apu is standing out there, you know, hands on his hips, looking up at you, actually, like his brow wrinkled, just like a little bit of sparkle of like coppery scales, like hinting like up his throat. I know, Manaya, I know, I know you're all grown up now. You don't need your dad or your mom, but oh, I still care about you, kid. That. Really? Because that felt like an arrow through your old man's heart. You're all grown <laughs> up. You don't need us no more. Is that what you're saying? You're leaving us behind. Father, every single day you lay a new trap for me to wake up to in the morning, and you always keep me on my toes. Gotta keep those senses sharp, Manaya. You may be strong, but gotta work on that. Dexterity! And he actually goes forward to try to, like, trip you, like, unexpectedly. Do you so, want me to roll for anything? Yeah, why don't we roll okay. a contested acrobatics check? He's trying to keep you sharp. 16. Very close. Very close. This is the closest you've gotten to not tripping, but I think, like, he darts forward, you, like, expect it, right? So how do you try to, like, back away from him or outmaneuver him? <laughs> I think Manaya attempts to, uh, her hair is all down now, so I think she, like, flicks her head to try to, like, get her hair in his face. <laughs> ah, hair attack! Uh, he sort of, like, fumbles a little bit as your hair comes forward. But then you feel another hard boot, like, trip you from behind. Uh, and as you, like, fall backward, he's, you're caught. Like, before you hit the ground by your mother, uh, who had, like, crept up behind you while the two of you were bantering. Kahelani lets out a big, like, laugh. Ha <laughs> ah, ha! Got you again. And she, like, props you back up. Mother, that is the quietest I've ever seen you be. What can I say? What can I say? It's not just you that's been learning from Napua these past few weeks. I've been learning the art of subterfuge. <laughs> okay, V. Nakshazo. Ah, oh, don't compare me to that woman. She's got no morals. Uh, and Napua chimes in and says, Honey, you didn't really have many morals before we had Manaya or met Nali or... 
Yes, 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 I know, but Manaya doesn't have to know about all that. Are you ready for oh. Kirtal? Oh, mother, I know more than you think. Uh, Manaya pulls her, her mother into a big hug and she says, <laughs> well, after this, I think I'll be all ready. Thank you. Of course. Uh, and your mother and Napua like hug you, right, in this tight little trio. And I think we pull away from like the three of you surrounded by this fresh blanket of snow standing outside of uh, the shack, right? With a couple of stray chickens clucking nearby. And I think like you see Squeak running by being like, no, get back in the pen, get back in the pen. And she's like running trying to herd the chickens back into the pen. Um, but like Napua through teeth just says, just ignore that. Let's just keep this a happy family picture, right? As like we pull away from the three of you and we find a Biku. A Biku is... I'm inside the barn, inside one of the stables, that's the word. But it's a stable that you would miss if you know it was there. There's, like, a false wall. And, like, out from the shadow, you see this, like, reptilian head, I think is the best way to describe it. And you just see Biku place her hand on it. And the, like, where the eyes would be, like, light up, like, uh, orange, I think. And then... She just like takes the like the skull and like puts it in her bag, um, and then she goes to find Vasca, Vasca and Cost, Costas. I almost always say Vastus and Costas. Their names are similar. Yeah, I don't blame you. Uh, I go to find them. They were like near the teleportation circle. It sounded like it was where I would find them. Yes, it was next, right outside, next to the barn. Oh, okay, she goes outside next to the barn. With your bag, I think, like, the flap of the bag is, like, over the opening, obscuring this, like, orange glow, right? As you, like, yeah. heave this bag onto your body, you tramp outside, and, like, the, the bracing cold air greets your cheeks, right? And maybe, like, even, mm -hmm. like, as the air brushes against your face, do we see, like, the clouds move in response to, like, the air around yeah, you? Yeah, or... when I walk out, the clouds, like, blow back on my cheeks and then, like, like shift back into place. That's beautiful, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so... We part ways now. Biku, for now, uh, Vasca steps forward, right? This Yuan woman with short white hair slicked back. She actually runs like a scaled hand through it, smiles, inclines her chin at you, steps forward and raises her hand up to sort of pat you on your like mm -hmm. eight foot tall shoulder. Mm -hmm. It has been an absolute honor and pleasure to get to know you, Abiku. Um... I'm not... What if these people don't like me? Well, that would be their mistake. And I'm sure they'll like you, Abiku. I know that you have some reservations about sharing your past with strangers, and I would encourage you to see if they're worthy of your trust. If and when like... you decide they are, perhaps it will be time to open up. Like a test? Like, should I, like, like, um, wrestle? Oh, when you said test, I wasn't expecting, hmm. No, uh, oh. not like a test. You can arm wrestle them if you want, but I have a feeling you'll win. <laughs> no matter who you're up against in BQ, you are quite strong. In instead, of, instead of giving them challenges to overcome, to see if they're worthy of your trust, why don't you just see how they conduct themselves when they don't know they're being tested? Oh, it's emotionally worthy. Yes. I mean, we're all paragons here, 
I mean, I am and the rest of them. So to an extent, we have to work with each other and trust each other. But we are only as strong as our weakest link. Threads of a tapestry come unraveled at a single point. And I mm. hope that there is no single point at which our alliance, the Paragons, the Eight, all of us will come unraveled. I'm trusting you, Abiku, to get a sense of if they're worthy of being fully trusted here. You may count on me. I, My trust in you and you and gestures to Cassus is unwavering. I am sad I cannot go with you to where you need to go, my friend, but mm. I, my work is not done, it seems. The Paragons heading to Kirtal need you. And... Costas and I will be okay. We have to pay our respects to Atalanta. Um, and there's sort of like a pause as like a shadow settles over Vasca's like very regal uh, and dignified looking face. <clears throat> and then she clears her throat. That shouldn't take too long. We'll return to the cottage and see if you all need help by the time that's over. Well, may the winds guide you well. <laughs> and you as well, Abiku. And Costas strides forward, kind of gruffly, <clears throat> just sort of hugs you around the midriff. <laughs> Good knowing you. You're, uh, as far as giant women go, you're, uh, one of the best of them. Thank you. I, in, you're the best person with an ice face. I don't know anyone else with an ice face. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, you don't, we don't have to talk about my ice face. It's, uh, it's, it's fine. Uh, listen, if any Remember of those are... paragons try to give you any shit because you're not a paragon or because you're awesome and, 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 and genuine, just tell them. Spike him up the butt with an ice knife. Okay. That's from me. I I will let them know to look for a nice knife up the butt if they are rude. You remember that you are quite beautiful. You don't have to uh, hide your face. Costas uh, <clears throat> uh, clears their throat and sort of like throws a hood even tighter around their face. Uh, but not because, you know, they're rejecting your advice, but you get the sense because they're like a little embarrassed and flustered by what you're saying. Uh, yeah, whatever. <clears throat> Come on, let's go uh, say goodbye to your dead ex-wife. Uh, and Costas like strides up onto the dais and Vasca uh, sighs and says, Costas, we're going to have to talk a little bit about decorum when we go to the championship. And she also like steps up onto the stone to like get ready to teleport away. Uh, they turn around to face you. Abiku, and they both smile at you. She smiles and waves. Also remember, Costas, your your anger we worked on to ten and then back down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Breathing exercises, talk to a plant, say thanks to a bird or whatever. Yeah, got it. Can we go now, please, Vasca? Bye, Abiku. I'll see you soon. Goodbye, Abiku. And there is a vast shimmering of magic and light. And Abiku, you feel the weave just tighten and then like guitar strings being strummed, like really strong with like a single stroke mm -hmm. as Bosca and Costas sort of like disincorporate uh, into like these glowing modules of light. And like a huge pillar of light like shoots up into the sky and disappears into like the thick mists of clouds hanging in the wintry atmosphere. And there's like a gust of wind, the clouds on your face ruffle, the weave loosens, the sigils glow and then die down. And Vasca and Costas are gone. I think she kind of like tightens her hold in her bag and starts going over where gathering and just says sort of to herself under her breath, well, it's you and me now, son. I think you hear a voice in your head. 
shimmering. If the voice had a color, it'd be orange, right? Shimmering and warm, suffusing the interiority of your mindscape. A familiar voice at this point, say, From the beginning until the end, Abiku. You and me. That is right, my friend. Let us, let, let us get going. They're probably waiting. Uh, Abiku, uh, before we get there, are you gonna tell them about me? Uh... When it feels safe, we don't... You're... You and I are not... Mm, no, normal. And apparently, your kind has never been seen. So I, I want to make sure they will not hurt you or try to take you anywhere. We don't... They might be paragons, but... I mean, we don't know how people get choose to be paragons. They could still be bad people. Mm, you're right. I like Vosca, though. She's nice, and I like what she said about being careful to trust. And that is why we will be careful. Once I get a sense of them, you, they will meet you. You will not be cooped up for too long. Okay. It's nice and warm in here, though. Ooh, are these scraps from dinner? Uh, yes. I did not need them. And then you just hear, like, psychic garbling and, and chewing noises I think in the your sound head. sound of psychic crunching. Yeah, the psychic crunching. And then like so, like the voice goes, oh, oh, sorry, let me just and then like the, the noise stops as they like end the connection so you don't have to hear it. Yeah, they, they click mute, they mute the, they mute their mic. Um, and I think like Abiku, you stride back toward uh, the front yard in front of Dr. Luso's cottage, where I think we find like the rest of you, Manaya, Dewey, and V also coming back, like right, like converging on this meeting point to gather before you say goodbye to Dr. Luso and squeak uh, for now. Uh, so Abiku, you come back, Dr. Luso's there, just sort of like fretting over all the belongings they've like put out onto this little clearing of snow that they've created. Okay, the scroll there, uh, the books here. Uh, oh, Abiku, hello. Hi, hello again. Um, I'm sad I could not stay longer. It's okay. You will always have a home and a safe place to rest here. And you're all coming back. You're all coming back. Uh, we have eight months. Yes, eight months. That's uh, more than enough time to figure out what's happening and fix the world. Uh, off to Kirtal with you all. Uh, Manaya, V, Dewey, over here. V makes herself her over there. She's like, you know, she's putting her strap there. Explorers pack on and everything like that. What is it? Uh, is, we're, it's so sad we have to say goodbye again, Dr. Rowe. I know, I know. This time you only stayed for a couple of days, couple of nights, but hopefully after this next adventure and we come back again, we can stay and rest for a little bit longer, but time is of the essence. Uh, oh, hello, Dewey. Uh, hi. Dewey's in the middle of loading like his sixth box outside. Um, oh, Dewey, you've gotten stronger. Do you need help with that box? Uh, no, I'm okay. This is the light one. Reb's helping me with the heavy ones. Uh, you're going to look into the, the shelter for me, right? Yes. Uh, yes. There were some things I wanted to talk to all five of you. Hi, Rev, uh, about before you left. Yes, Dewey. I will make sure to look into the shelter at the URL. I'll do my research as best as I can from here. Uh, I just... I feel like it's necessary to monitor the machine uh, in case any fluctuations occur and, of course, to help the populations at the chasm here. But I will look into the URL shelter and see see what I can find. Um, I guess uh, Gentle left this and Dr. Luso reaches up onto the porch and, like, pulls out this, like, 
box, this like wooden box. It looks almost like a care package, right? The outside is like wrapped up real nice, like painted with like different colorful, um, uh, c various colors, I think for like indigenous to like morose, right? And like the top of the box is like ornate and there's like this like cute little, I think like drawing on top of like a flower. And Dr. Lusa says, I actually did the liberty of drawing the flower uh, on there. I painter in my spare time they hold the box out and the flower is actually like beautifully painted it looks like a professional like renaissance painter like painted the flower yeah and it's like glittering it's got perspectives it's it's really nice uh, they hold it out to the five of you and say gentle left this it's uh i believe a care package of of tea for your journey oh that's so nice and like v takes like actually when as v is grabbing it v like looks to manaya like remember when you wouldn't let me take things from people uh manaya looks back with a look that says well it's not gold so <laughs> could be worth more than gold though mm. this is very kind of of them and v i i think actually when v like fully has the weight probably starts to almost drop it probably because she's not a very strong woman. i think Biku sees that and takes it with one hand. This is so kind. Uh, do we need? To, I can carry this if it is too heavy. Yeah. Why don't you take this from me, Abiku? That'd be so lovely. Yeah, Abiku, you just like with a single hand, your wrist, perhaps a single finger, you like drop it into your own satchel, uh, and as you like pull the pull the top of your bag open, I think. All of you just see like a glimpse of like a, a glowing, a faint glowing orange light before Biku like drops the tea and it like, shuts the lid, right? On like on like her bag. Is he perceives it, but doesn't say anything. <laughs> is there anything else that we need to pack up? It is just Yes, us, yes? uh yes, Gentle gave you some delicious, beautiful, very fragrant tea, and Oka uh left this. Uh, and Dr. Lucy reaches into their, like, lab coat and pulls out, like, the dirtiest, grimiest, like, vial you've ever seen in your life filled with blood. Uh, it's so none oh, of no. you will have to bloodlet for the scrying bowl to work. Who wants Oka's blood? I guess I'll take it. Deary holds out, like, goes for it with, like, two, fing like, fingertips. Uh, here. Th thanks. Uh, I'll make sure to thank them next time we talk. <laughs> I'll make sure to pass that message on. Are you all feeling ready to go off to Kirtal? As ready as one can be. Do we have to really walk? I mean... Yes, I mean, there's no capital of Kirtal, and uh, the Kagan was quite upfront about not having a teleportation circle in the Oguma River Valley, so unfortunately we'll have to make it by foot. How much they move and the uh, threat of a stampede completely uh, obliterating it, it wouldn't be very safe. Yes, exactly. Uh, it is nomadic uh, out east over there, of course, too. So the question arises of where should a permanent teleportation sigil be put up? The politics of that, it's its its a whole mess. But if you're ready, then the writers should be here any minute now. Oh, actually, there they are. Uh, hello, hello, over here, please, come on in. And Dr. Luso sees something beyond all of your shoulders and starts waving. Uh, and beyond the fence, the enclosure of the homestead, the low wooden and stone fence, you all see sort of coming out of the mists of early morning, 
a contingent of Kyrian soldiers, it looks like. Maybe five or seven strong. Uh, they're all dressed in these, like, furs. They've got, like, furred helms on as well to protect against, like, the midwinter to deep winter cold. Uh like colorful beads and hides uh, and tassels like hang from their armor. And they've got these like big like boots, like snowshoes on as well. You see like arrows, uh, quivers full of brimming with arrows and like big long bows, like strewn with uh, tendons and horn uh, strapped to their backs, as well as like scimitars, long swords and short swords strapped to their waist and their back. And none, they're not riding anything, actually. They don't have horses with them. They're on foot. And they're led by a familiar tiefling woman, Selim, also known as Captain Shy, uh, with this, like, gray skin, curved horns, and these horizontal pupils, right? And currently, she has, like, this long, thin tail whipping out from her pants, uh, ending in this, like, sharp spade. She strides forward. She's by no means the tallest person here, but she is definitely the person with, like, the highest chin lifted and, like, the most puffed out chest. Selim strides forward under this humble wood and stone archway that represents the entrance into Dr. Luso's homestead and raises a hand. Dr. Luso, I presume your paragons are ready to help us? Uh, yes, yes, right? Five of you are ready? Do you need a pep talk? Anything else? Uh, I am technically not a paragon. Oh, Is that well, a that's, problem? that's not a problem at all. I, I mean, I'm not a paragon either, Ibiku. Well, but we're, we're, we're just as important. We just mentioned are your paragons ready? I just want to make oh. sure we don't tell a lie. I, don't worry about it. I'm sure Selim just meant it as a... Uh, uh, and at this point, like, the Kyrian contingent, like, strides in, like, through the snow, past, like, the wilted rows of fallow garden beds, and they, like, come to a stop, like, in the yard in front of the five of you. Selim, well now, we better make haste. Yes, we should go, Dr. Musso. As much as I would love a pep talk, I believe, any more words and they would try to carry us away themselves. It has been good to stay here, and it's been good to see you. Oh, it's been very good to see you as well, Manaya. The homestead's certainly gonna feel more empty without all of your boisterous voices here, but Squeak and Apu and Kahilani will keep me company, and we will make sure to guard the chasm. Make sure you take good care of your chickens, Dr. Luso. I expect them to be in good shape when I come back. Of course, V. You seem to have a very, uh, vested interest in my chickens. I just, they're lovely. They've, they were there for me during the dark times at the beginning of this crisis. Mm. Manaya bends down and whispers to Dr. Luso. She tried to pickpocket them when we first met. The chickens? I don't know. Is this true, V? I remember it differently. I remember going to check on chickens when I was there. We had heart to heart, things were good. I don't remember. It could have happened. Mm. I don't know. Anyway, What's happened since thank then? you. I've almost died like three times. That's... Let us be off. Thanks for all your help, Dr. O. Of course. Anytime. And remember, you have the scrying bowl, so if anything arises, just keep me updated. All right, then. Bye-bye. And Dr. Luso on the front porch waves goodbye as uh, the five of you turn to follow the Kyrian contingent back out through the archway. Squeak also on the front porch with a little dirty apron on, leaning on a poop shovel, also waving with her little stubby arm. Goodbye, Paraguay, Yanabiku. Find that god shard. Bring her home. Do we believe in yourself? Bye-bye.
Seriously. And like, we like hear her voice getting like quieter as like you all like move off. Seriously, you have to fucking believe in yourself. The uh, future of our entire world depends on it. If you don't believe in yourself, do you ever be so mad if you're the reason why the apocalypse comes as a stranger wins? And like, it just sort of like trails off as you all Dewey leave. Dewey turns back to look at Squeak with a look on his face that um, does not inspire confidence. <laughs> And I think, like, off this look, we're going to dissolve to the Kyrian contingent leading your party to the edge of the Euclid chasm. Uh, there's, like, the, this, like, thick bramble of, like, baobab tree leaves that, like, part to make way for your party, your group, coming up to the edge of this huge canyon. We stop at the edge, and we just see, like, the depths of this canyon are just bathed in fog. You can't see where it ends at all. It's like a sea of mist, right? Like maybe a couple dozen feet down. And the other edge, the, the outer lip of the canyon, the other side, the Kyrian side, is also bathed in mist. Like you can't see, can't see where it ends or begins. So it almost kind of feels like you're at the edge of the world here, right? Mist all around you, mist beneath, mist in front. And like a cold midwinter breeze just sort of settles uh, over your contingent, like billowing through your hair, uh, the breeze running its fingers through like the various tassels coming off of the Kyrian armor. Selim pauses here, turns back to your party and says, All right, I assume none of you are very familiar with how the Euclid works. I was under the impression we were going to, you know, when I makes a motion as if we were going to fly over the chasm. You know, just like fly. You think we've got magic to spare for a first class luxury, cute little flight over the what? Miles and miles and miles of empty space underneath us? Oh, no, not magic. Just use your. You think we have Don't flying horses? Have... Well, isn't that how you get. Oh. Uh, sell. <laughs> Manaya, like, turns away and goes, Princess, you never told me that story was fake. Uh, the prin you can just feel the princess laughing <laughs> inside your soul. Like her voice is just, <laughs> oh, sorry, Manaya. Oh, I'm sorry. That was really embarrassing for you, wasn't it? Manaya like turns back slowly, face red, just like not meeting anyone's faces. Selim just sort of cocks, you know, cocks her horn to the side, looking at you, like one hand planted on the hilt of her uh, scimitar. How old are you? Eighteen. Great fucking Galtanger. Okay, all right. Anyone else here not know anything about the chasm? I mean, I know enough that I probably shouldn't go down there or fall in it or... Feel free to enlighten more, friend. You apparently have more information that would be helpful to us. Good. That's a good place to start. Stay away from the chasm. It's full of dangers, both magical and mundane. But unfortunately, we're going to have to go through it to get to Kirtal. Unless we want to waste weeks and weeks going south, traveling through the Godspine, and then coming back north again. We just don't have time to waste. Eight months. Sherry, like, mouth tightens. She looks around. Yeah, word travels fast in the Alliance. Here's the plan. We're going down on foot through those switchbacks. My wayfinders know a path uh, that will take us over a known landing, a rocky bridge, and then we'll have to scale our way back up on the other side. There are all sorts of monsters down there, and Dokken and Cataclysm. We're going to have to be careful. We can't ever keep our guard down. Do you understand me? Y yes. Okay. 
good. Sounds good. Good thing we have the uh, best of Kirtel uh, on our side. We sure do. And hey, what, four of you are paragons? I think we'll be okay. We got it. No problem. Let's do this. I am pretty okay, too. Uh, Selim snaps her horizontal pupils to you, Abiku. Looks up, because you're like eight feet tall. Like, 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 looks you up and down. Yeah, I think we'll be good with you on our team, too. It's always good to have a nice, big, strong woman. You as well. And she looks at you too, Manaya. <laughs> but like, she seems less impressed given given your uh, a faux pas earlier about the flying horses. <clears throat> it's not always about size. I mean, look at Dewey. Never mind, don't look at Dewey. Uh, look at me! Uh-huh, Paragon of Scott and Nectus. Let's just keep our fingers crossed that there's more reward than risk waiting for us down there. All right, let's set out. And Selim turns and starts just very confidently striding down this extremely narrow, like, cliff face with, like, maybe, like, switchbacks that are, like, five feet wide at the broadest, right? And some of them are, like, real narrow. And, like, she's going, like, really, like, like, she knows this place, like, the back of her hand. She's just, like, striding down. She claws back over her shoulder as she starts to disappear down into the mist. Don't lose your footing. And then she vanishes into the thick of it. Abiku's just gonna follow. I think V looks down and, like, just wishes she could just teleport to the other side, for the love of the gods. <laughs> but after a heavy emo sigh, she makes her way down, following. Okay. Uh, as all of you follow the Kyrian contingent down into the mists, right? Like your forms disappearing into this white, opaque cloud of roiling fog. Um, I think Dewey's walking behind Abiku. Uh, and because they're going downwards, he's like, his eyes would be level with her back for once. And after a couple hours of trekking, he's... Uh, Abiku, was it? Yes. Dewey, correct? Yeah. Um, I know we didn't super get to know you. Uh, are you a fighter? Are you a... What is your... I just... Because the um, scars on your back, you don't get that from, I don't know. Oh, yes, I am um, more martial than magic. I have some magic, though. And Drew crafts and gives you a little flower. Oh, uh, thanks. Uh, where, where did you learn your fighting? Um, it was it's something my uh, mother showed, showed me. Oh, uh, she, she was quite skilled. Um, so it's passed, passed down in the family, yes. And you said you were from the ca- did you grow up in the chasm? Uh, yeah, yes. Oh, I didn't know anyone lived down here. Um, be cool. roll, roll deception. <laughs> roll deception and do we roll insight if you want. <laughs> Did you read a nine? I yeah. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. Uh, yeah, I got eleven. I think what this means, because it is suspicious, what Abiku's saying is <laughs> Dewey. It's definitely suspicious, but you can't parse any details, right? You can't like read between the lines or figure out what's actually going on. You just know it's freaking weird. You just know it's weird, and Abiku's hiding something, right? Sure, doesn't line up with what I know. What? So what's it like? Uh, 
growing up down here, I assume it's kind of isolated. Uh, you know, it's uh, dark, and there's the the mist. Um, but we get by. You you get what you need. Um, there's plenty of scavenger birds who come by to talk. The, Where do you come from? I'm from Uhanahi, uh, so... Do you have family back there? You hope to return to when this is all done? Uh, yeah. Um, my daughter and my wife are in Uhanahi, but, you know, things are oh. tough, you know, uh, how it is. Um, Both of you just hear Rev's voice cutting through the mist. Ex. Wife. Oh. Rev, I'm... we talked about this. We beat the... We don't... Yes, <laughs> technically. You know what it's like living in a place that's hard to get to, I suppose. Oh, yes, but maybe when this is all done, you can patch things up. I'm sure having to leave to stop the apocalypse did not make it easy. Uh, you're telling me. Uh, I think it's hard to understand for anyone who's not part of the egg equilibrium. Um, it, oh, yes. The doctor does not like that you call it egg. Uh, well... Look, I didn't, I didn't come up with it, but it's, uh, it, I, it's easier. That is fair. Um, well, I'm sure once this is all done, and if we can get you Paragons home safely, that if you speak with your heart, she will hear you. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping so. Um, you don't know her, though. Uh, <laughs> uh how about you? You have family you're gonna get back to in the chasm once this is all over since you're not gonna die? Uh, no. Oh. What? <laughs> is that where we find the end of the scene? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I think... What? Amiki walks faster. Silence just, like, no settles over. Yeah, no explanation. And Biku maybe, like, strides forward and, like, a Kyrian rider comes in to sort of, like, fill the gap. And, like, a Biku, like, disappears. Like, her massive shoulders, like, vanish into the mist in front of you, Dewey. And you're left hanging. And Dewey, if I may paint a scene for all of us of travel, uh, on the on the heels of this conversation, this exchange with a Biku, we find all of you, like, maybe we see you on, like, from a bird's eye view we see this party of like at this point like 12 or 13 people tramping through the chasm eventually the series of narrow rocky craggy switchbacks ends at like a landing area um and there's like a narrow like rock bridge like bridging like a, a depthless like hole like just a huge chasm underneath and like a narrow bridge it seems to be like a natural bridge right like bridging this gap onto the other side and as you look around yourself you see various other like narrow rock bridges crisscrossing like the the pocketed sky above you and underneath you as well and Selim at like the edge one of these many narrow bridges turns and addresses your group and says yeah um this is a part of the chasm that wayfinders call the veins so they look like various crisscrossing veins no one really knows why or how this happened, but um, just be careful. Don't slip. Rocks are slippery with uh, frost. And she starts like crossing over the bridge, like a balancing almost. It's about the width of a tree trunk, like balancing like with her like arms spread out and like one foot over the other walking. Uh, and I just, I'm just gonna ask for like a athletics or acrobatics check <laughs> from the four of you, you choose. 
is truly our Dewey dice. Um, I got a nat one. <gasps> Laura's only a second. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Good you're a bird. Oh my god. What did the rest of y'all get? Uh, Manaya is actually going to hook her axe down around the the rock so that if she does slip, she just pulls and tightens it to catch her. Okay, you know what? That's smart. You can have advantage. Uh, I got only a seven. Oh my god. A beaker? Really <laughs> I got a I got a twenty-one. Can I help one of those two? How how far is about this bridge? Couple hundred feet. So I could dimension door to the other side of it. Yeah, if you like fell off, maybe you could dimension door like out for like in midair. <laughs> what am I doing? I have magic. Right. I, I think that's what V's gonna do is like V's gonna like go and like start to slip off and be like, what am I doing? And cast dimension door and just <laughs> Wait, I love that actually. Yeah. Uh we see V maybe like forge forward, you slip, because it is freaking slippery. It's frost rhymed rock. And as you start to tumble through the air, Rev is like V, like she's reaching out a hand, but then you just poof and poof, and you reappear on the other side. That sounds about right. Wait, what am I doing here? And Rev also, like, black mist and feathers swirl around here, and she reappears next to you, V. I'll, I'll never get sick of that. I know. Come on, you can do it. Tiao. As, like, Rev is, like, bumping her fists and, like, gesturing for you all to come across. Manaya, what did you get? 25. You're good. <laughs> So, Abiku and Manaya, I think you're maybe sandwiching Dewey on either side. Uh, I think maybe Abiku in the front, Manaya behind Dewey, bringing up the rear, and both of you sense when Dewey begins to slip. Uh, I mean, I would probably just turn around and grab Dewey by the scruff of your shirt. <laughs> Is that what you're also trying to do, Manaya, or are you trying to do a different maneuver? If Manai can unhook her axe and try to catch Dewey with it, assuming th- that Rebecca doesn't. I think both things happen. Dewey's I think flailing. So. Yeah, Dewey. So Dewey, paint me a picture. What does it look like as he slip? I think Dewey uh, loses balance and his arms go akimbo and like stuff in his overstuffed pockets start like coming out and he starts grabbing for them, which makes rescuing him even more difficult. Ooh, I think with your nat one, roll me a d4. Oh, no. I'll tell you what begins to slip through your feathered fingers. A one. Okay. Uh, things start spilling out of your pockets. Nuts and bolts, washers, like little like mechanical bits that aren't too important. They begin to just like fall into the into the darkness underneath you. But something else slips out too. A scroll, sort of like falls out of your pockets, and it's the blueprint of the god jar. That Tarnak and Kilohana made. It's just like a wind comes by, gusts, and it starts to fall out. That's what your nat one means, because you're a fucking bird. You're fine. You're not gonna die here, right? Like, but that's what it means. You might lose that. So Manaya, you unhook your axe and you go to like catch Dewey, and Biku, you turn and you grab Dewey by the scruff. Both of you succeed. Dewey doesn't quite fall onto the axe yet because a Biku scruffs him, but all three of you see the scroll flutter out of Dewey's pocket. What do the three of you do? I'm going for it. Uh, I'm trying to get out of like. Abiku's grasp. That's my life's work, man. I don't think there's any reason for Abiku to think that paper is more important than Dewey, so she's like, she's not gonna go for anything. Ooh, yeah. Abiku holds on, 
And Dewey, maybe you're like flailing, like turning, twisting, trying to grab this paper. Manaya, your axe is out. So Dewey and Manaya, if the two of you want to, both of you can make a dexterity check to see if you can snatch it out of the wind. What did y'all get? 12? Okay. Better than a six. Okay. Uh, I think what this means is, Dewey, you reach out and you grab it. Uh, Around the same time, maybe that Manaya also snatches it. Right? Like, you both grab onto, like, a different corner of it. But then because, like, you know, you're kind of tilting and tipping, it rips. The blueprint rips in half. And Manaya, you have one half. And Dewey, you have the other. And then everyone's stabilized. You must be careful. It is slippery. Manaya takes a glance at the scroll, realizes what it is, and goes, Dewey, I'm so sorry. <sighs> it's okay. I... I have the whole thing. It's fine. That would have been bad if I lost it, or if you hadn't grabbed it. Uh, thanks. I'll take it back now. Right. Uh, the paper was more important than you. I can fly. That's I. You don't know. You know Where how long I've been working. Huh? If if you can fly and you just tripped, why are you walking? I'm glad we got the scroll back. <laughs> yes. Abiku asking the hard-hitting questions. It's like, why don't you just fly? <laughs> this is so funny. Fly, Abiku. <laughs> oh my god! Don't you? Can't you just fly over it? Everyone, no, no, no. Do we? No. Why don't you think <laughs> <that>? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Dewey doesn't see doesn't see wings. Dewey is wow. Okay. Um, you all successfully make it to the other side of this gap. Do we have two halves of your blueprint that perhaps you stuff more securely away deeper into your bag? And the rest of the Kyrian uh, soldiers also make it across safely. And your journey continues. You're basically walking on the edges of the walls, like climbing up physically sometimes, like going up like kind of natural staircases at other times, uh, and still at other times having to bridge the gap between like huge cavernous openings uh, underneath you. I think... We're, we're heavily in mist. It's kind of hard to see other people. All of a sudden, Dewey sort of just feels V uh, real close behind him. Real close. Maybe a little uncomfortable close. Hey, uh, Dewey. Sure glad you got these plans for a god jar. Uh, uh, yeah, Dewey checks his pockets to make sure it's still there. We talked. We talked about this. Why? Yeah, no, no. It's um, you know, it's just making god jars, doing things that oh could aren't looked down upon in many circles. It's kind of you're getting into like some lichdom territory. You mean you gotta feel like maybe you're you're playing with some fire, don't you? Are you you don't worry about uh, these things that you're getting involved with with this little pet project of yours? Okay, V, in addition to literally playing with fire, you're the one who got involved with the chrysalis. Come on. I mean, yes, I got involved with chrysalis, but I know a lot more information because I got involved with the chrysalis. I've been in their hideout. I've seen where Adam makes his little creepy office. I've tried to fireball him in his office. At least I've done something, Dewey. That's me getting involved with Lichdom trying to do something about this 
what you don't want to spend you don't want to die with your girlfriend right kind of seems like we're heading that way it's gonna be one giant party but it's not gonna be a party that you know do you have any other secrets that perhaps you're keeping from us that might oh i don't know almost get me killed eventually uh no i don't think so you don't think so if you have something in mind let her rip i actually don't know look dewey I just want to know, you've been, surprisingly, you've been the one who I now least trust in the party. Usually that's me. Usually people don't trust me, and I, I know how to play that card. I'm just wondering if we're going to be doing this thing, you know, the final rock tour of eight months here that we've got, if we're really, really, uh, if we're on the same page here. Uh, my page is that I don't necessarily want these to be the last eight months of our lives, if I can help it. So if that's the page you're on, then we're all good, but... Look, Dewey, this whole God Jar business, I'd, if, if it works, great, wonderful. But I just want to know, if you've got something coming up, if you meet a random stranger who ends up being your new best friend, if you encounter a child on the street who turns into some type of myriad creature, if you do anything... What? Yes, I get it. I've been punked before. What's your point? I want to know if you can trust us, and in conjunction, then I can trust you. You all know more than literally anyone else in my life about what I'm doing. So I hope that gives you enough whatever you need to trust me. What's the name of your child? How is that relevant? You said we know as much as anybody else. I don't know the name of your child. Anna. All right. What's the deal with your dad? Well... I wish I knew. Never met the guy. Supposedly, according to my mother, he was a dragon. You know that dragons don't... Exist? Yeah, well aware. Okay. Me and my mother, we didn't get along too well while she was still alive. I think V, like, takes a moment to, like, look Dewey up and down and be like... Look, Dewey. I want to trust you. I really don't want to spend this last year of my life being with people who are going to get me into a situation I can't get out of. I'm already in a situation I can't get out of. I'm a paragon. But yeah. in the meantime, I just... Let's keep talking and let's not hold things from each other that could get people hurt. Sounds good. This conversation was super pleasant. I'd love to do this again. Hey, I'd love to go to the nothing plane and almost dissolve, but here we are. Selim's voice cuts in. <laughs> we found a place for camp. Come on, everyone. Uh, as I think, like, the mists swipe away, and, like, your conversation maybe fizzles, <laughs> right, like, between the two of you, like, hmm, interesting terms to end that discussion on. 
the mists wipe away briefly to show like a little like overhang and like a little cave, a little cavern, right? Um, that the Kyrian soldiers have discovered. The we see like folk soldiers head inside. They like light up torches, but like the fire comes on and begins to like illuminate the the depths of this rocky cavern with light. Someone begins to start, like, a little campfire going. A watch order is decided. And I think, like, at this point, you've been walking the entire day. You've been traveling the entire day, and it's nighttime now, right? Starless dark pours down, like, a black river, like, over the sky, way, like, hundreds of feet above your head. Like, the lip of the chasm looming, right? But this far down, it's felt like night for hours now already. Abiku. As you're setting up your little corner of this, like, area, you hear a familiar voice resonate again around in your head. Uh, Abiku, did you hear that conversation between Dewey and V? Yes, um, so, what? I know, what? V's dad was a dragon? Dude, but but I'm a, you know. Yes, but it am doesn't... I her dad? I don't think so. That would be weird. That would be you really weird. You don't seem. I don't mature think. Enough? Yeah. I guess I don't. We don't know. I don't know how old I am or you, but you don't. It it feels like it would be wrong. Yeah, I don't think. Maybe we're like siblings. Maybe we have the same dad. Maybe that's why we're back. Maybe? So, maybe we aren't... I don't know how old he is. I so maybe we haven't can, been gone that long. Can but you the ask? doctor said we seemed very old. Yeah. I, I trust old? I guess the I can ask how old V is, but... Mm, Vasca said that was rude. Uh, maybe you don't ask how old she is. Just ask um, how many birthdays she's had. That's not rude. You're asking about parties. I, I gesture like this to the empty air. <laughs> <laughs> you are so smart, my friend. Thank you. I'm the brains. You're the brawn. That's why we're such a great team. It works very well. I will be right back. You wait. I like put my bags down. Oh, okay. I'll I'll be quiet. I'll play dead. Hehe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you both like chuckle at this inside joke, but Abiku, you chuckle out loud, and like someone yeah, gives you a weird look as you just start laughing because of I do like the, I do the full on seven the scout program. That's actually hilarious. <laughs> yeah, and Abiku, as you start to pull yourself up and approach V, V, I want to give you a chance to you know have your own little scene moment while that was happening. Hey, V. Yes, Manaya. I, uh, how, how, how are you doing? Oh, you know, dealing with life as it comes at me, counting <laughs> down the minutes, hours, days, months. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, um, can I ask you about something? Sure, of course. The. Do your scales ever hurt? You know, when they're like growing? Or when they get caught on something? Um, you know, most of the time I don't really think about them too much. It's more like when I'm like trying to put my hand through my hair that I like rub against. I'm like, oh, I've, I've got things there. And I can't 
say I've really gotten them caught on anything. They're not like tiefling horns or anything. They're just, it's just like skin patches. Uh, are you gonna grow wings? Well, wouldn't that be something? That I, if I had wings, unlike Dooley, I'd fly everywhere. You wouldn't get me back on the ground. <laughs> so, are you? My like looks around. So, are you really? Are you really turning into a dragon? Um... It just says your like soul is shifting, but I, I don't know. She tries. She plays practical jokes on me all the time. Listen, you can tell me, all right? You know. Surprisingly, I have not really investigated this whole getting scales or changing physically. I, I just it started with Scott and Nectus. I figured, I don't know, something about Scott and Nectus. You know, I've learned that they apparently like dragons. So, I don't know, maybe I'm just, uh, maybe it's their power. I mean, my mother had ideas that I was born from a dragon father. I mean, there's no evidence to suggest that I was truly born from a dragon, even if Scott and Nectus were talking about me being, you know, part of Scott's team, whatever that means, you know. That's I'm not a... Trust me, my mom tried to convince me for years I was a dragon, and, you know, that's... I, I mean, I would love to find out one way or the other, but... I'm... <laughs> Right, 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 you'd love to find out. No, but seriously, you you know you can tell me. Look, Manaya, if I find out that I'm actually part dragon, I'm going to tell Raven Lotus first. Ah! But after that, then, you know, I I would let you know eventually. Ah, oh, right, right, right. You'll, right. you'll totally be like three fourth tops. Let me know what. And Rev is like, uh, I think helping to like start the fire. Oh, uh, nothing. Uh, mm. <laughs> I think V like sees what Manaya's like shift and oh uh, yeah, we're just um, we're talking about me learning a new spell. Or, yeah, spell. Yeah, uh, spell. Right, spell. Magic stuff. Yeah, okay, okay, spell. boring stuff. Go, go back to it. Uh, and Rev like goes back to striking the flint. Okay, so you're like growing a tail or? No, <laughs> and then B's just like, get out of here. I think it's at that point where a Biku comes up, right? Uh, hello, B. Uh, a Biku, you, we met brief briefly. Yeah, a Biku. Yes, yes. We've only been traveling for you know some time together. Yes, I, I remember. Oh yes, right. Um, I was wondering how many birthdays have you had. You know, I stopped counting after about the 20th one, but... Oh, so at least 20. I would say I'm probably in the ballpark of about 110 birthdays, if I had to guess. Oh, that is a lot of... You must really like parties. That's a lot. I do love a party, let me tell you. Uh, when lots of people show up and it's crowded and everyone's talking and distracted, I love a good party. You're right. Have you had your birthday this year yet? I don't even know what day it is. I stopped counting those a long time ago, too. Oh. So you could have had more birthdays. I mean... I mean, I know we're in Raven, right? So, uh... I've had my birthday before. Oh. Okay, thank you. And leaves. <laughs> <laughs> <Because> <laughs> 
I think V's just like looks back at Rev and be like, what was that? Rev actually sidles over like the flint catches and like a flurry of warmth like expels up from, from these dry logs. She like uh, hundles. Hundles? <laughs> she hundles. <laughs> She oh, goes back you to like you. Stop it! <laughs> I don't know. I made up a verb. She hundles back to you. Rev hundles back to you and leans down and says, So we should talk about Abiku at some point. Manaya, Dewey, a gestures for a paragon huddle. Listen, Manaya, you were with your parents during the dinner when all that shit went down. But Dewey, you were there. Abiku is the not paragon alive. Uh, oh, oh? No, uh, Voska is the paragon of, N- of Nibusa. Right, right. Snake right. lady, yeah. Right. Abiku is dead. Like, dead, dead. Like, deader than me, doesn't have a heartbeat dead. My heart beats once a minute. Just, you know, to keep the magic and the soul pumping through my body, if not blood. Abiku's doesn't at all. She's, she's like, dead. She seems like a really pleasant... Yes, she's literally harmless. I've kept an eye on her for the past few days at Dr. Lusso's and while we were traveling today all day. She's... uh, I think I saw her stop to talk to a butterfly. I don't think she means any harm. But if she is undead, that's something we should know, right? I mean, I've been dead before, but do you help me? That's different. You were brought back from the dead. I'm still technically a corpse, and so is a Biku. Uh, I don't Animated know if by you magic. Call her that to her face. She's very concerned about how many birthdays I've had. That's weird for someone who's not living. She asks very strange questions. And Rev, like, tosses a, a suspicious look over her shoulder, over her feathered cape. And we go to Abiku. At this point, I think you've returned to your pack. Um, and Sun's, like, orange voice in your head is just sort of beaming. You did a great job. I don't think that was suspicious at all. No, I think we did great. Yeah, I think... I, at least 110. At that least, I mean, that's pretty old, old right? Well, the doctor said, like, thousands for us. Yeah, that is what she said. Maybe maybe V's like my younger sibling or something, or we share maybe. like a grandma twice removed. Or a great grandma? I don't maybe. know how old actually I never asked Vasca and Costas how old they were. I don't know how old people get here. Maybe I know. that's normal. Maybe being in your hundreds is normal. Yeah. Uh, hey, why are they all huddled up? Are they leaving you out? I wave. Hey, hey, Abiku. We're just having a... It's just a paragon huddle, you know. Oh. You see, that wasn't... That wasn't nor- That's not a normal wave. <laughs> what is what? a normal wave, Dewey Quirk? Okay, me? You have, breads, you have wings for arms. What is a normal wave to you? Exactly! You waved like an undead person. Right? What right? We can all agree? Rev, Rev can yeah. you wave like... <laughs> Rev lifts an arm and waves it back at Abiku. <laughs> Yeah, see? Look, it's see? like it's rigid, like rigor mortis, right? <laughs> what? You, you know, I love you, sweetheart, but I I don't know if maybe we keep continue keeping an eye on, but I don't okay. know if I mean, we've got we've got scientists here, we've got 
strong woman with axe and I like to set things on fire. I think we could take her if we have to. Well, I, I don't know if we have to get to that. It's just good to... I just want us to all be on the same page about... If any of us sees anything suspicious about Abiku, if she does anything, says anything weird, just let us all know. Know what I mean? Like every time, because then it's going to be like every... Okay, not like every single time she stops to talk to a rock, okay? But just if anything big happens. I can do that. We're on the same page here? By my count, it's been like six rock conversations so far. Yeah. Hey, Abiku. I you look over, and now Abiku is like seemingly talking to like a weird succulent growing out of the rock <laughs> yeah. conversations yeah and like we cut back to a biku and the succulent in a voice only you can hear uh in a way only like you understand is saying well it's been years since anyone's ever held a conversation with me i've just been on this cave wall for as long as i can remember do you know how many birthdays you do you have birthdays birthday i wasn't born i grew from a seed i sprouted Ooh, there are many good. seeds down here and there is one kind of seed deep within the chasm and you hear other roots of the succulent chime in deep within the chasm deep within the chasm one other kind of seed none of us have ever seen before would you look to see i could go get it Oh no, it's too far down. Miles and miles and miles and miles far down. I My roots don't stretch time. that far. It what? What's it like to walk? Well, and then I explain walking. <laughs> and I think you like start like, yeah. if you get distracted from that conversation, you talk about like yeah. being a person. Yeah. And I think like the night probably winds down that way, right? Watch order set up. Each of you maybe also take a shift as well. Uh, darkness settles in, and like we, we hone in on this like campfire burning in the depths of this cavern. For Abiku would offer for watch, and everyone else could rest, and she could handle it. Interesting. Maybe that's a conversation you have with Selim. Yeah, uh, as you notice, like Selim sort of like partitioning tasks and delegating decisions, right? Like to her underlings. You, you walk up to her. Uh, yes, and. Bao, make sure that when you take first watch, you don't fall asleep, okay? You're a great wayfinder, but you're kind of... Oh, uh, Abiku, was it? Yes, um, I could handle the watch and everyone else could get some rest. I'm feeling quite energized. Wait, you can't stay up all night. I am very skilled at, uh, getting by a little sleep. She, like, cocks her head, like, squints her eyes at you and says, okay, then why don't you take the entire shift for tonight, but I'll swap partners out with you. Okay, that is that seems fine, but if everyone wants to get some rest, we walked a long way. Um, uh-huh. I mean, you've walked a long way too, aren't you tired? No, I am used to walking so much. I mean, <laughs> I'm used to walking through the chasm, and even I'm kind of tired. I know a fence maybe gets better at walking. Selim, uh, <laughs> like, lets out a kind of offended expulsion of air, looks up at you and says, oh, you know what? Fine. Take the entire watch tonight. I'll assign partners because, frankly, and she, like, takes a step up to, like, how tall you are, but she, like, looks up glowering at you, points a finger at your chest, like, in, in the crest of your bandolier mm -hmm. style. I don't really know what you're up to. And I know you're up to something. 
but I'm going to sign partners to your watch just to, just to keep an eye on you. Okay, if in the morning I could have a sip of tea before we leave, that I will be okay. <sighs> That's all I ask. All right, Bao. Take first watch with the Biku. Report if you see any funny business. As we start leaving, I whisper around, you can take a nap if you want. I won't tell anyone. Oh, thank God. I'm so tired. Don't I'm like tired all the time. I was trying to tell her I could just do it. It's okay. That's amazing. You know what? Just prop me up uh, and paint eyes on my eyelids if she comes by. You got it. I'm a, I'm a great painter. <laughs> oh, thank God, Tanger. I... Thank you. And like you, the two of you start to like set up for, for yeah. wash that night. Yeah. And we see like darkness percolate, trickle in, settle over long shadows uh, down across the rocks, wintry gales blowing past. Focus on this burning hearth in the middle of this cave. First, there was nothing. A dark before dark. A time before time. Oblivion in every space between space. And then there was pain. Blinding white, miraculous pain stitching itself into a reality that did not exist until now. And then there was time and the passage of time. And a mother. And then you. Dewey, Manaya V, and Rev, the four of you gasp awake at 8 a.m. on the dot inside this cavern. Your hearts pumping, sweat beading on your temples, your palms slick with sweat. The, the mist, the cold chill just bouncing off of your skin from all this heat surging up through your bodies, through your souls as you gasp awake from a shared nightmare. But this nightmare is different. This nightmare is not like that bloodied battlefield with the stranger touching down, destroying all of you that you're so used to. This is a completely different experience entirely. What do the four of you do? I think a V immediately grabs to like Rev and just been like, was that a different dream? Yeah, yes, yes, I did, I did. Are you okay? Are you? Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm fine. Dewey, Naya. Naya sits up and pulls her axe from the wall and looks at it a little weird. How did it get? She must have in her sleep. She wrenches it out of the wall and says, "Yes, that was different." Dewey, do you have paper? We need to write this down. Uh, yeah. Dewey flips through. Through, like, the haze of sleep, he, like, grabs the notebook next to the bed and flips, like, 30 or 40 pages in of dream notes. What was it like for y'all? The pain. I remember pain. Blinding, white, pain. There's something so... I don't know. New about it? Yeah, it wasn't... It wasn't the battlefield. It was just so much pain. I don't remember seeing anything. There weren't any visions. I didn't see monsters or soldiers or dirt or air or ground. It was just sensation. Well, it felt like she was. Who? Maybe it was mother. Ma Father? Mother? I don't... My mom's 
dead. She's been dead for years. I... That doesn't make any sense. She didn't feel like that. That's not what my mom feels like. V. Dr. Ting. Back in the court. When you talked to him as Adam, you said something about... Did he mention something about a mom? Yeah. He called... He called... The stranger... He, he, well, he referred to mother. He was always referring to mother. Is that the stranger? Is that something else? And what's with the chrysalis and the URL? And uh, I don't understand any of this. Yeah, it's... it's I know it's others. We've had others be, talk about mothers. I... Is that what it calls itself? Is, is that what its followers call it? It's... I don't know. Ugh. I think at this point, uh, this conversation is kind of happening in hushed tones as all the paragons are up. Uh, but I'm not sure, like, the rest of the Kyrian uh, procession, might. some of them might be getting up because, you know, it's about time to start waking and, and doing things. So you see, like, soldiers, like, get up and they start to, like, kick out the campfire. They start to, like... Pack, roll up their bedrolls, pack up their belongings. And in the midst of this like morning hustle and bustle, I think the four of your conversation is lost, save for Abiku. Abiku, you've been up uh, all night, right? Mm -hmm. And I think you noticed your ear perked when you heard your four companions gasp awake at the same time. And I think you've overheard this entire conversation up till this point. Mm -hmm. I think I just, do you all usually wake up at this hour on the dot? Yeah. Yeah. We have for a while now, yeah. I mean, you were Vasca traveling with Vasca. Yeah. Are you okay? Um. Normally we would be. And this time we will be as well. Uh, right? Yeah, Is... we'll be fine. Uh, be good. You don't have to worry about us. Everything's the same as. Usual, nothing's changed. <clears throat> Everything, business as usual. You know, stranger, battlefield, blood, eyes, wings. You know, right, Dewey? Uh, maybe Dewey's facing the circle that we formed, and his back is to a Biku, and on the notebook, he's just written pain in big block letters. <laughs> a Biku, so you sure. see it clearly, yeah. And he overheard the entire um, conversation up till this point. Um... Have I done something to not make you all want to talk to me? Was it the birthdays? I thought that was okay. I'm sorry. No, 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 Biku. Um, oh, this is complicated. Um, V kind of like looks at the other uh, paragons of like. Uh, okay, you know what? Uh, I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. Uh. Abiku, it's not that we don't like you. You're very sweet, okay? You've got this oh, flower you. nature princess thing going on, uh, which is... <laughs> yes, uh, but we uh, don't really know what's up with you. See, everyone knows my deal, right? I died, the myriad killed me and my fiancé at the time, but I came back because I was so fucking mad <laughs> that Vengeance yeah, reanimated me. Too angry to die. Uh, Yeah. Uh, everyone knows my deal. Everyone knows Dewey's deal, you know, on the run from the URL, divorced dad, oh. you've got a kid, you know, everyone knows V's deal. You don't know who your dad is. 
you know, we went through we went through the carnival. You're Scott and Nectus' paragon now. Manai's deal as well, back in the court. That was why you were in the court in the first place to save your parents. One of them died, etc. We don't know. We don't know your deal, okay, Habiku? We don't. We don't know your deal. Well, I am here to help all of you. I do not have a deal. I'm not a paragon. I've traveled with Vasca, and she had a deal, and then I came home, and then the doctor said I had to come help you because Dewey has a deal. But. <laughs> Not just anyone ends up working with Dr. Eluso, okay? Vasca is a paragon. Costas was sent by Oka. There's a clear cause and effect here. Costas has some sort of ice curse or whatever going on that I don't, frankly, don't really care that much about. But you, because you're traveling with us. You said you were from the chasm? Yeah, nothing grows or lives down here, really. That's I point to the plant. That's a person, Abiku. Well, Mercy oh. was telling me about how she was raised by monsters in the chasm, but that's different. I don't know how to answer because I don't remember much before I met the doctor. What? Like, by, do you have amnesia? Well, by much, I mean not, not nothing. What's so, the first thing you'll remember? Walking. Well, waking up, and then walking. Where did you wake up? Um... Oh, the doctor was telling me. I didn't know where it was. Uh... Some mountains? Near the... near where he lives. But to, to the chasm or the godspine? Because the godspine's real far south. Right, that's miles uh, away. I think it, that's the chasm. That's why I'm from the chasm. Oh. I was not lying. You woke up in the chasm. That's all you remember? How- when did you wake up? How long ago was this? A year? More? More than a year? Wait, so on Adolin? During the Cataclysm? Y yes, I do not remember that, but I'm told that happened then. I got up, and I started walking, and then the doctor found me, and here I am. Is this just like one of those creatures that we keep fighting? No, we, we find all these creatures that uh, aren't originally from here who seem to be taking people's souls and there's these sacks full of souls that we like to... Oh, I my bag is full of the tea and some of my things. I don't More. have another bag. Apiku, was it? Yes. Uh, it's kind of a strange question. You're not made of goop, are you? You're not gonna, like, melt down if you get hit too hard? No, that I know. I've been hit very hard, and okay. I did not okay. turn into goop. Alright. Um, yeah, if you're an empty monster, like Shakur, you're a real sophisticated one. Uh, Is you there don't... a way for us to check? I don't want to be an empty monster. I want to help. Unless I could be an empty monster and help. No, I don't. I think our goals would be diametrically opposed here. Oh, okay. Uh, V, you're the one who has had a lot of contact with the nothing plane. I'm so sorry to ask, but is there any way you can, I don't know, suss out if a Biku's empty touched? I mean, I... Do you have any eyes on you? 
So eyes seem to be a good symbol. I'm not. I know you've got those eyes. Very good. Yes. Do you have any more eyes in places that typically don't? We're talking about like eyes, like on other parts that are like. Not that I know of, but I've not had any one check. We don't have to check. No, that's not necessary. Uh, I'm gonna take oh, okay. a Biku's word on this. Uh, how about wings? You got wings? Larger than they I, should be. I don't have wings, no. That's good, you, right? It, it seems like a good start. Um, I mean, could I try hitting you and see if you melt? But we don't need to do all of that. that seems counterproductive. Oh, I wish Oka were here. They just take a frankly, vial of Abiku's blood and figure it out. Frankly, you thought if I trust the doctor, and if the doctor trusts Abiku with us, then I trust Abiku. I mean, should we really trust the doctor? What do we yes. really? Okay, okay. Interesting reaction. Not helping. Uh, not helping your case, but. I trust the doctor, but she did also hide the fact from you all that they knew that the paragons were destined to die. This is true. But you hid that from us as well. No, I didn't. Was, on the basis that it was an assumption we all knew. I, f- I thought it was obvious. Uh, but Dr. Luso knew you all better than I did, and clearly they knew you wouldn't have drawn the same conclusion. I trust the doctor. I do. I trust Hitsagaten. I trust that they're doing what they think is right, and that ultimately our goals are aligned to restore balance to Indake. So, okay, Abiku, is there anything you're leaving out? It's like what? I don't know how many birthdays I've had. Uh-huh. Is 110 normal? Is that a lot? Is that average? It's pretty high up there. Uh, Most people v, live no, to be there. He's an outlier and should not be counted. Yeah, V's unusual. Okay, good to know. I, I, I would go have some tea now. Does anyone want some? Let me, uh... uh... From the gentle box? Yeah, sure. Let, I'll have some tea. Help you brew it, Abiku. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 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 <laughs> she's not going to poison us. I didn't say she was. I was an assumption you're making, Manaya. I'm just gonna uh, make sure she. System. Exactly. Buddy system. It's dangerous down here. Well, I suppose. I don't. I walked uh, a lot of it. And she like gets some wood together and then just drew craft, sets it on fire. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I have been noticing that. Your little magical bursts. Hmm. And Rev just sort of like, she seems to have let her guard down a little bit more, but she's like watching you carefully as she goes up to you and helps you brew Gentle's tea. Uh, Ibiku definitely gets the tea out of her bag, like blocking her bag, though. Uh-huh. Hey, uh, it's just tea and stuff in there, you said? Yes, tea and my my personal things. Uh-huh. Personal things. Got it. Don't you have personal things you don't want others to see? Of course. What, you, like, you you got, like, a diary in there? Well, maybe. I, I don't know. I'm, we all have personal things. That okay, we don't okay. Yeah, you're see. right. You're right. We all do. Yep. Okay. Pass me the loose leaf. Hmm. Rev takes it. Doesn't try to look into your bag, but is like, huh, like, considering you, right? Like, I've got my <laughs> eye on you as she, like, starts getting the tea ready for everyone. 
God. I think maybe this is happening as like uh, breakfast is being served and eaten. Uh, Selim is barking orders for people to start packing up their things. You have to like get going the next 30 minutes if you want to if we want to get to the other side of Kirtal before nightfall, basically. Um, so yeah, V, you've got like a little opportunity, a window here where Abiku and Rev are occupied with prepping tea and the knapsack is next to Abiku, but uh, not unattended, but not immediately being watched. Yeah, I think V is going to try to do some sleight of hand to just kind of sneak up on it and maybe grab it and okay. look inside of it. Roll perception, Abiku, and roll sleight of hand, V. I got a 28. Jeez. 28? <laughs> yeah. Dang, you'll be my 24. <laughs> oh my god. It's close, though. You're both very skilled. So, V, tell me how this goes down. I think uh, V, like, I think this is a real high tense moment. Like, V's kind of like Mosey's in that direction. And, you, and if you're actually just watching her, uh, her hand is just ever so casually, like, reaching down and, like, trying to grab, uh, you know, like, a strap. And Abiku's, like, you know, making some tea. And as she lifts, uh, I think something shifts in there. And she, like, she doesn't get to see anything that's in it, but she, like, drops it a little bit. And it makes a little bit of noise because it, like, falls over. And V just like nonchalantly like, oh, did I accidentally kick your your bag here? I'm sorry. It fell over him. If you would like some tea, you can just speak up. She says pointedly. I would love some tea. Yeah. Can I use my uh, flash, flash of, of genius, genius to help and me? like distract? I'm like, oh yes, I would love some tea, and like move in next to. I, I love that. So what's the bonus V gets? It's plus five. <gasps> so it beats it by one. Oh it my god. One. I love that, actually. Yeah, so like, do you distract by also calling out for tea? And in that like split second, Abiku, where your attention is diverted to this bird man, mm -hmm. V, you get a chance to get sticky fingers. What do you do? Yeah, so V just like, in that brief moment, V just quickly like, grabs it and like pulls over and like just flings it open real quick like with her back trying to be turned and like you look what? inside yeah VG is gonna look and open it up and I'm assuming seeing some uh, yeah Abiku what does V see inside the pack uh, you see Gentle's tea you see for sure like a diary with a bunch of cloud drum on it um, some makeup uh, a letter and uh Reptilian looking skull. Is are the eye sockets glowing? Uh I think maybe it only happens when they're talking to me, so I don't think so. Okay. And a skull. Uh, what is a, a, a Biku? Um hi friend. Um It might be like it's not not even hiding anymore. Uh I found your back on the ground wild um there's some bones in here uh yes a trophy from when I was in Maraz V would you like to roll nature I have never done a nature roll ever <laughs> in my life 
That's what First kind of... brawl ever. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a six with no bonus whatsoever. Something about it feels familiar, but you can't place it. Okay, um, you know, oh, if only Oka was here. They they love this stuff. They probably know exactly what this was. Well, when we are all together again, I can I can show it to them. I did not know. Yeah, I mean, I would love to hear more about them from your perspective. Uh, I, I know. can tell you the story over tea. Oh, that sounds lovely. How's that tea coming? It's coming. <laughs> v, it's uh, it's rude to look at people's things without permission. <clears throat> and like Rev's trying to like cover for you, V, you know, so that this isn't so clearly subterfuge for the moment may have passed. I mean, it, the, the bag was falling over. I was just protecting you and V like puts... Right, of course, of course. Sorry about that, Abiku. It is okay. Thanks, Holm. I will keep better eyes on it and she like puts it on her back. Uh-huh. Ah, that's hot. And Rev like sets down the tea like on a little saucer and puts it back down. Mm-hmm. Uh, me, Austin doesn't have a whole story, but like, I can roll and Abiku will make up some kind of story about some thing that they fought and she took a trophy from that. Yeah, why don't you roll performance? <laughs> roll performance to see how well Abiku sells the story. I have a plus zero to performance. That's a 16, though. Okay, it's passable. It's it's a good, you know, tavern story. Uh, all of you get the sense that some parts are embellished, you know? Some parts seem made up on the spot, and some parts are weirdly glossed over, but it's a passable story with a beginning, middle, and an end that is consistent, right? Um, about some sort of, like, reptilian, maybe, like, a frostworm baby or something. Not baby, yeah, like, frostworm, yeah. like, juvenile that you fought, right? Like, it's, something, it's something like that. something, like, guarding the god shard. Super weird yes. monster. Weird ice monster. Yeah, you, you make yeah. it up. And, you know, like, Rev nods, goes, uh-huh. All right, what did you say it was? A frost... Frost... Worm? Worm. But worm was, but it's like, why? I thought frostworms were a lot bigger than that. It was a small one. Uh-huh. All right. I am okay. much bigger than most people. That's true. Pe things come in all sizes. Good point, Abiku. Good point. Any particular reason you're hauling it around with you? A trophy, a good luck charm. It was a very hard battle. I, for one, thought it was a lovely story. Thank you. Can't quite uh, match up the flying Kyrian horses, though, can it? Hey, hey. But the princess told me they were true. <laughs> What? You're, you're a patron that lives inside your soul and is known for pulling pranks? And telling lies? Right. I suppose I should have learned a little more from interacting with V, huh? Why does everyone always think all I do is lie? Does V lie? Oh, Abiku. <laughs> and I think at that point, Selm goes, Alright, breakfast is over, come on, we've got a long day's hike ahead of us. Onward. And you all, like, gather your things, you, like, sling your packs over your shoulders, you kick out, you know, the fire, you make sure you leave no trace behind. You head out of the cavern, and you begin to climb through the mists. It's midwinter, it's real dang cold, so your breath comes out in, like, thick white clouds that just disappear into the fog all around you. And, thankfully, 
uh, Selim lets you all know that this is the last day of climbing and travel you have to do. If you make good time, you'll be able to get up over the other side of the lip of this chasm and be on the Kyrian side of Euclid before the starless night rolls in. I think you all climb for the entire day. You climb up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down and it is exhausting work. So I need all four of you to just make an athletics or acrobatics check to see how tired you get. 26 from Manaya. 11 from Tiri. Uh, synthetic 20 from Abiku. Okay, uh, and looks like V got an 11. So Abiku and Manaya. The two of you are able to weather the climb quite well. Uh, it's it's hard work, not gonna lie, uh, but you don't get like exhausted by the end of it. It's like you have like a nice tough workout that's kicking your butt a little. Um, by the time that Selim leads you up another series of switchbacks, right? And like the bright sunless midday sky starts to turn a darker, duller gray as we head into late afternoon. Uh, as we head up, Dewey and V are lagging behind because within 11, you don't beat the DC and the two of you are gonna have to take one level of exhaustion uh, by the time we get to the top of this ridge. Which means you have- now working on my glutes. I know, yeah, your ass <laughs> is burning uh, by the time you like rise up out of the mist on, f on fire. I think maybe uh, as we climb up and out, uh, Manaya extends her ax down for Dewey to grab. She pulls him up. Ah, yeah, thanks. You, uh, you hoist Dewey out of the fumes of the Euclid and he looks real bedraggled. <laughs> you know, Dewey, Rev filled me in a little bit. You don't have to squeeze your ass that hard. <laughs> I am Takes not- breaks every once in a while, you know? Aren't you not supposed to squeeze your ass when you're walking up a mount mountain? You're not- <sighs> And, like, Rev comes out of the mist as well. She looks fine. <laughs> Just like the other two huge women. Um, She's got When me. you're walking. Oh. Yeah, she, maybe she, maybe if it's okay with you. Uh, Rev's got you, like, slung over one shoulder. Or she's, like, holding you bridal style or something. She's, like, half carrying you. Because <laughs> at this point, I think you've gotten quite tired. Um, Rev's come up. Rev comes up out of the mist and addresses you, Dewey. Your core, Dewey. When you're walking, you want to engage your core. You gave me way too many pointers. There's so many. There's so many. I thought muscles. you were supposed to be smart. Aren't you an egghead? I'm. Number one, offensive. Number two, I don't remember. I didn't study the muscle. And I. We're uh, almost there, giggles right? Giggles a little and goes, "Oh, dude, we're just we're just messing around, right, Rev?" And, and I'm Manaya, not just messing like, around. He needs to start getting yoked. While Rev is saying that, Manaya like. Attempts to do uh, the thing where you like pat someone on the back. Yeah, I think Dewey, you feel all of the wind get knocked out of your solar plexus when Manaya pats you, pats you on the spine. Ugh. Yeah, let's get you on a cardio regimen. I think that'll be good for you. Some calisthenics. Is finding the god shard not enough? Isn't it like a big herd that we're gonna probably have to chase and run after? We'll put you on a horse. You'll be okay. No one ever told me the physical requirements of being a paragon. Yeah, well, eat more protein, rest more, work out more. Easy for you to say. Are we there yet? <laughs> <laughs> and Selim calls back, yes, we are. The four of you crest the final switchback, which is the ground of which is just slick with mist and morning air. And I think the fog finally clears, like 
clears open to reveal the sweeping plains of the Ogumor River Valley. Kirtal sprawls out in front of you, emerald horizon to emerald horizon like a freaking beautiful, breathtaking promise. And the fresh, like, valley air suffuses your nostrils, uh, filling your lungs with crisp winter chill. And you see in front of you a contingent of horses and their riders waiting, ready to be ridden into the future. Podcast editing for this episode is by C. Thomas of Okahian fame. Toss them a follow on Twitter at PieSharpArt. Transplaner RPG is proudly sponsored by at Dimitri Opines on Twitter and ExplainTrade.com, a negotiation skills training consultancy, because you can't ask to roll persuasion in real life. Check out ExplainTrade.com. Please consider giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. This helps so much with getting new listeners to find us. New podcast episodes drop every Tuesday. If you can't wait that long, tune into our live stream Saturdays at 7 p.m. U.S. Central Time on Twitch at TransplanarRPG. Also, toss us a follow on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and YouTube at TransplanarRPG. We also have a Patreon. Patrons get early access to episodes, character sheets, high-res art, and much, much more. And finally, a very special thank you to our Patreon Paragons. Azura, Brooke Bright, Charles, Chiacres, Cora Eckert, Emma, Hat, Conding, Lex Slater, Purple Mouse, Scruffisus, and Target.